Senoras y señores, what is going on? Good morning to all. Welcome on into today's Phillies game recap as we're discussing Friday night's game up in Pico Park in San Diego. The Phillies fall in game two, one to nothing. And this was a frustrating one because you do feel like you took a step back after what happened on Thursday. You had some runs. It was a very convincing win against a solid pitcher in Musgrove. And then you move over to Friday night where you struggle to get runners in again. Runners in scoring position still seems to be the kryptonite for this Phillies team as they continue to struggle with that category. When you get runners in scoring positions, you got to bring them in. It's just that simple. Now, Gore was pretty solid here in this game, but overall, the bats just need to step up. And the fact is, at the end of this game, you had an opportunity to win. It was one run, and it was essentially one run through the final four, uh, final three innings of this game as well. And you wasted a great outing by Aaron Nola, too. So this was definitely a, it feels like the Phillies took a step, step back here. But the beauty of this, guys, it's a four-game set. So you have two more opportunities to get this series win, and we'll see what they can do. And so, but tonight, but tonight was definitely one of those step-back ones, guys. Tough one. What's up, Luke? What's going on? Good morning to you as well, sir. What's happening, man? How you Mariners looking, brother? We got Phil in the chat. What's going on, man? Tough loss for Aaron Nolan. And, and what a worse way to to have that loss happen to you with your brother. Your, your what's it? His older brother. I think I think Austin's older than Aaron. <clears throat> Austin just getting one on him. That was a, that was a good good hit off of a off of his brother. But that that's definitely a tough way to lose there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, what's going on, guys? Appreciate everyone checking on in. We have Facebook in the building. We got Twitter. We got YouTube. We got TikTok in the building as well. Welcome to Phillies Game Recap. If you guys watched that game last night, please, let's interact. Throw some comments in the comment section. Give me your thoughts. How did you feel? What did you see from Aaron Nola? What did you want to see from the bats? Throw those comments in the comment section. Uh, of course, if you guys want to be a part of the show, you guys are more than welcome to click the link in the comment section. Backstage is currently open. Copy and paste. Hang out backstage. We'll get you guys in here in just a bit as well. And, of course, uh, real quick, I do want to give a big shout-out and a big thank you to today's sponsor, Phillies Game Recap. Thank you to Lots of Rain Watches for sponsoring today's Phillies Game Recap. If you guys are in the market for a brand-new watch, consider checking out Lots of Rain Watches. We're talking high-quality watches at a bargain price. And right now, if you head on over to the checkout page, I got you guys with that promo code. Make sure you guys are using promo code Paracetto Philly for 10% off of any purchase you use over at La Terrain Watches. What's going on? What's up, Austin? How you feeling, man? I'm doing great, brother. It's a beautiful morning. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm running solo here today. My girlfriend and her her girlfriend went down the shore. Uh, so I'm here hanging out to, with you guys, which nothing else I'd rather do. Talking some Phillies baseball. We got the Union match preview after this as well. We got the doubleheader. Then I'm going to go work out. So I can't complain here today, man. How you? How's, how you doing today, man? Did you watch your? Did you watch the Phillies? And I see also you're a Giants fan. Are you a Mets or Yankees fan as well? Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. How about we dive into this game? I mean, not really too much to dissect in this game when you're looking at it. Uh, there was only five hits from the Phillies, seven from the Padres, and one run in total uh, from both of these sides. But it really showed you. Uh, you know how how good of a uh, of an of an outing it was for both Gore and Aranola that we had this kind of line, and, and you know the both of the bullpens as well were able to do the job. But we look at the bottom of the sixth inning, you get Eric Hosmer, who really has been doing a great job, and in this month, if I'm not mistaken, he's having a great month of June. He gets one on Aranola 
uh, as he hits a ball to center field and he gets on, um, he gets a double off of that. And then you get Austin Nola coming up after that. And look, when it comes to sil- uh, sibling rivalries, I mean, like, I'm just trying to think, like, even in NFL history, if we've ever had like a lot, like a wide receiver cornerback sibling duo, uh, or if you, we've had a, 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 a forward and a goalie for a sibling duo, um, maybe a, a a number six going up against a number 10 in soccer. Like I can't think of any sibling duos like in this, like this type of, if you guys could throw it in the chat, that'd be awesome. I would love to hear you what you guys, any of those sibling stories you want to tell us, but um, took three pitches and also took a, four, a 92 mile per hour four seam fastball and just kind of does a great job of just splitting it. And this just falls in the right field. And then of course you got Nick Castellanos just trailing, trying to catch up to this ball and he just really could not do it. And that would that would be the difference maker as Hosmer from second base was able to get all the way to home plate. But that was it. That was the that was the one run that the Padres needed. But the thing is, we're going to move down to the ninth inning because the Phillies had an absolute opportunity here to get an uh, to get a win. Flat out get a win. I mean, you did start start uh, start off with a strikeout and obviously Taylor Rogers. We've seen before he's a really solid closer. But then you get Alec Boehm, who gets a single, followed by Matt Vierling, who gets a single. We'll talk about those two in a second because they were fantastic. Johan Camargo is struggling, and he lines out to left field. And then you get a uh, – so at this point, Bryson Stott typically would be up after Johan Camargo. But Rob Thompson made a decision. He decided to pinch uh, pinch pit bat – or pinch hit, I'm sorry. Yairo Munoz in for Bryson Stott. I'm thinking to myself, why? Like, what, what did you – what would you – you what do you see that Yaido Munoz would be in a better would be better in that situation than Bryson Stott? But it worked out because I thought uh, Yaido Munoz took control of that at bat and he was able to base the walk. So that was I, I bit my tongue on that one really quick. But then you got bases loaded. So here's the situation: bases loaded in the bottom of the or in the top of the ninth inning. This is what you want as a Phillies fan. Kyle Schwarber goes up to bat and he's been struggling here today as well. Two strikeouts. And off of two two uh, two pitches, a 79-mile-per-hour slider, Kyle Schwarber gets under this ball. And for a split of a second, I thought this was going out. But then as it falls, Grisham in center field, just right before the warning track, gets the ball, gets the out, and the Phillies would fall right there. One to nothing with with the perfect opportunity right there. That was the best opportunity of the night for the Phillies to get runs and to get the win, obviously, because it was the bottom, uh, the top of the ninth inning. And in total, you had six batters in that inning on Taylor Rogers, a really solid uh, relief pitcher, a closer in his own right. And you couldn't get the job done, though. And that that is absolutely frustrating. 0 for 8 runners in scoring position. Only five hits here tonight. But the most frustrating part about all of that is yet again, Aaron Nola delivers you an absolute dime of a performance, and you cannot, you can, you cannot um convert convert into any runs. You cannot back his ass up. Aaron was seven. He went seven innings deep. He allowed seven hits, but he only allowed one earned run that we mentioned that Austin Nola uh, doubled that brought in Eric Hosmer. He walked two, and he had ten strikeouts. The dude was wheeling and dealing through 98 pitches. And you you have to you have to help a man. You got to get him some run support. This is unacceptable. It is just flat out is unacceptable. He, he was great here today. The breaking ball was fantastic. Like, like I said, in that sixth inning, it definitely started getting a little bit dicey. But Aaron, Aaron this season, 
when you feel like it's starting to get a little dicey, he finds a way to just finish it out. He gets he gets any doubt out of his head, and he finishes these these starts out. And you got as batters, you have to be able to help him out. But it wasn't just Aaron who was having a great game because Jose Alvarado comes in the eighth inning was fantastic. He struck he struck out the side in that one inning, and he only threw fifteen pitches. All all strikes, by the way, all of them were strikes. I'm sorry, ten strikes, five five were fouls, but whatever. Um, it was a key to me, Jose Alvarado. We talked about him after the National Series. He's looking really great right now. I, I don't know what happened down in Lehigh Valley, but something is clicking and something is working for Jose Alvarado. The cutter, he's throwing it with conviction. It's like his top pitch right now. It, it, it real whatever happened in Lehigh Valley, we thank you because this is what this is what we expect because we know Jose has got the arm. But having that command in the strike zone and now adding another pitch to his arsenal, it has definitely been great, man. And Jumper Jones, I appreciate the fall. Thank you so much. Welcome to the family, man. Thank you for tuning on into Philly's Game Recap. We got White Shark in the building. What's up, my brother? How you feeling, man? Let's go, Phil. Let's get it, man. Uh, Brewers ML today. Uh, Aiden, we don't we do not do uh, gambling. We don't do baseball. We don't do overall MLB talk here. I do apologize. I mean, I, we could look it up here for you, but... Uh, we strictly do Phillies talk. We do Phillies. We do Sixers. We do Flyers. We do Eagles. We do Union talk. That is what we do. We don't really, we're not we're really much of gamblers. We listen. We we accept it and we support your gambling, but we don't we don't do gambling talk here, man. But um, I appreciate you coming on here, man. That's I really do appreciate that. But I'm I honestly I'm not much of a gambler. I know it's ironic because I talk sports. Uh, I just don't care to waste money that I work hard for. I rather invest it in other things. Um, Brewers. Wait, no, it's not today. We're playing the Padres. Thank you very much. We got the odds. Uh, oh wow, Milwaukee Brewers odds to win the National League pennant are plus seven hundred. Okay. 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 All right, so looks like the Brewers are a minus one seventy five uh, for the money line there, Mister Aiden. But I'm like, look again, Aiden. I do appreciate you coming on in here, man. Just not a gambler myself, and I, I try to watch as much baseball as I can because obviously I like to see what's going on around the league. Just you know, I like to have a social life. I like to take care of my mentals as well. Um, so I don't really get too much time to do the other other stuff as well, man. But go Brewers. I, I guess I guess you're not maybe not a Brewers fan. You just want to see. The Brewers are going to get you some money, which I understand completely. Um, do good. My Mets got a W, Lightning one, two. It was a good night. Yeah, Lightning fan over here, huh? Okay, okay. Mets got a W. Man, Mets are running away with the division, man. Uh, yo, Austin. We got Luke and Austin showing some love to each other. We like that. Uh, did Seth and Seth go up against each other, if I can't remember? Uh, did they? I, you might be right, Austin. That's a good call. I, I think they did, actually, this year. Um, in, in the uh, in the earlier when uh, when Matisse, oh, I think obviously everyone remembers Matisse just absolutely shutting down Steph Curry in that game, but that might be a good one. I'm and I'm trying to think. Um, I guess maybe not Philly sports, but Tiki and Rondé definitely went up against each other. And I know Rondé was a was a corner, and Tiki was the back. Um, but yeah, I just tough to tough to think about who uh, sibling challenge like their sibling rivalries like that. It was kind of cool to watch because obviously. If I'm not mistaken, if I heard the story correctly, um, growing up, Austin was always catching Aaron stuff. 
and Aaron helped Austin become a catcher, which actually did help him because if I'm not mistaken, Austin he was coming up in the majors uh, through the Marlins system, and I think he was like a, a shortstop third baseman, and I think he could not compete with the, the major league third baseman shortstops, and I think catcher's been working really well for them, and the Padres got this this platoon going on at catcher. That's why I always say like I would consider trading JT Real Muto because we need pieces, and he's got value, and I see a lot of these good teams around the league are platooning that position. But right now they got our boy, Jorgito Alfaro and Austin, Austin Nola. And that's why I always say, like, I would think that, that, that would, that would be something conducive, but you know, Austin's having himself a great season, man. Uh, I thought they went up against each other. I have to look uh, for you. I'm pretty sure they have. I know the Warriors the Sixers have gone up against each other. I know that the actually played with Steph Curry at one season with Golden State. Um, but I don't know if they like actually like like did Seth cover Steph in that matchup against against the Warriors and the in the Sixers. That's 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 what I would be curious about. But obviously Austin and Aaron have been going up against each other the past couple of seasons. I remember seeing the pictures with the families uh last year after the game, and it's and it's just a lot of fun. It's really cool to see, man. Um the bats, the bats, the bats, the bats. It, it's just absolutely atrocious. I mean, we just talked about Kyle Schwarber. Kyle Schwarber tonight went 0 for 4, ladies and gentlemen, with two strikeouts and an opportunity to win this game. He could not get it, get it done. And, and right now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Kyle Schwarber's batting average is getting to a 215 now. He's getting the homers, which is great. He's got like 20 home runs on the season, which is fantastic. But it's what we always talk about with this team. Why are we always trying to swing for the for the offenses? I mean, you see what this Padres team is doing. You know, if the homers come, they'll come, but just get on base. It's really the name of the game. Worth pitcher too. Like that's something like they, when Rob Thompson first took over for this team, the one thing you saw in series against the Angels, series against the Brewers, working the pitch count, working those pitchers. It was it was a marathon, not a race for the Phillies at that point. And the game against Corbin Burns, that afternoon game. When they stretched that mother effer out, he had like 60 some pitches through thir- three innings. And that's brilliant. I mean, obviously, look, Gore was Gore was solid today. He went five innings deep. He allowed uh, three hits and four strikeouts here today. I mean, that's solid. All right. But work his ass out, man. And he did have he did have 90, he did throw 97 pitches at that point, but they just couldn't convert. And again, runners scoring position eight oh for eight here to, today. Nick Castellanos 0 for 4 again after having a 2 for yesterday. That was solid. JT Romuto back to 0 for 4. That's why I'm saying, like, it feels like today or last night was just a step back for the Phillies. Feel it really does feel like that. Now, the saving grace of this performance is that Matt Veerling and Alec Bohm were solid. They were really, really solid in that in that in those spots. In the six and seven hole slots in the lineup, they really did. They were hitting with power. Like some of the some of the hardest hits that they had on, on Friday night were outs, but they came with some power. And I think at this point right now, Matty V is your starting center fielder. I, I still think it's going to be a little bit of a platoon. I still think you're going to see some Oduber Herrera, uh, you know, a couple games throughout the week, maybe two games throughout the week. But Matty V is your starting center fielder, and I truly believe that. He's done everything right. His bat is starting to wake up. He's been a more one of the more consistent batters in the lineup. And he's not making dumb, dumbass mistakes out in center field. Stadi is struggling a little bit. You know, obviously that week with the following Joe Girardi's firing, he was on fire. Remember the kid praying and he hits the, the walk-off home run. 
but he needs to get back to it, man. Just get back into that groove of it. And this is part of this is part of the maturation of Bryson's stuff because major league ball players they go through their ups and downs, and you just got to get out of it and you got to figure it out. But I I, I digress, man. I, I truly believe that he will he will step it back up. But um, the umps were pretty. Uh, uh, it, 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 it 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 wasn't the ball game. I would say um, we had uh, Ramon de Jesus, who's home plate uh, uh, umpire here tonight, and. I believe it was the six. It was at the top of the sixth inning. No, it was not the top. Let me let me double check here, guys. Okay, here we go. It was the top of the eighth inning, three strikeouts, right? And I look. I I personally don't want to take anything from Luis Garcia. He looked really solid in that eighth inning, but with the Reese Hoskins. And the Bryce Harper at bats, there were some questionable pitches that were called strikes. I mean, Reese Hoskins, the strikeout, it was a ball that was far outside. And, and he calls it a strike. I mean, Bryce Harper, it's a it's a it's a curveball um that is called a strike, but it was as clear as day on the top right corner on the outside. I'm not listen, that he was like the that was the best example of the bad calls by the Jesus, but you cannot make that as an excuse. It wasn't throughout the whole entire game, but I'll tell you what, that really affected Reese and Bryce, and, and in, in turn, it also affected Nick Castellanos at the plate. But again, Luis Garcia, former Philly, you know, a, a great story by Luis Garcia. There's a lot of great stories here we're, we're hearing with a lot of these. Austin Nolas, Luis Garcia's. We're about to talk about Mr. Mark Appel. Yes, we're about to talk about Mr. Mark Appel. We did hear that news. Um, a lot of great stories here in this in the series with, with both of these teams, man. But the ninth inning, it's it's got that to me has to be converted. And look, this team has had a lot of a lot of just magic in late games. I mean, I'll, this team has had a lot of walk offs, even clutch in late game situations this season. But in that situation, we got to convert that, guys. We have to convert that, man. Um, thanks so much for coming in, Finn. I appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. If you guys listen, if you guys want to be a part of the show, you're more than welcome to throw in your comments, questions, and concerns. We're talking Phillies. This is a this is an open dialogue here. Um, do I appreciate you, Austin? Thanks so much, man. Thank you for hanging out, man. Um, thought they were okay. Uh, do you see the Phillies making the playoffs this year? Um, I do. I, I, on all honesty, also I do think them they'll make the playoffs. I think they'll make one of the final wild card spots. I just think that the division is far gone. I think your Mets got it, and I also think that the Braves are also. They're, it's they all they have playoff pedigree. They won the World Series last year. They know what it's like to play in those crucial months. So I just don't think that we'll get past both of those teams. But I think that the final wild card spot is up for grabs. And I think it's going to come down to uh, the NL East and the NL West, like the NL Central. I mean, it, it's garbage. I mean, let's be let's be on let's be honest. I think it's going to be the championship team, and that's it. But I think that you'll have two teams from the NL East, two teams from the NL West. And then that final spot, it's probably going to come down to the Phillies and the Padres, ironically, as it is, because I think the Dodgers and the Giants will make it. But then that final spot, it's going to come down to the Padres and the Phillies. That's why the series is, is actually, we haven't thought about it, but it's actually pretty damn big in hindsight. They won the, se the season, um, sorry, they won the series earlier in Philadelphia. 
So we got to make sure that we take advantage here going into this game. Um, yeah, the ump last night, uh, last for my game, last night were horrendous. And look, I understand that umpires are humans and I'm a human being and I'm always going to sympathize with the human being. But at some point, like how many times are we going to allow games being dictated because a man behind the catcher who is umpiring a game cannot fully determine if that's a strike or not? And sometimes it just feels blatant. You know what I mean? Like last night in that eighth inning with Reese and Bryce, it's like, dude, what you have? Do you have an agenda? Like, I don't understand. Like, what, what do you? What, that was clearly a ball, and you call it a strike. Now, I'm just saying. I don't always agree. I don't, I'm not a big fan of the machines taking over. Like, you go, you go to your local supermarket. You got the self checkout. Like, I know it's efficient, but I also understand it's t- probably took away three other jobs. But this instance right here. I just want good baseball and missed calls like that is bad baseball. So I, I really would consider robot umpires. I know that's very controversial, but again, like we cannot continue this happening. Like I just saw uh, uh, Angel Rod or Hernandez again, ha- being controversial again. I just saw two days ago, uh, a day game between the Mariners and the athletics, the last pitch clear ball called a strike. Like how many times, like how, is it going to be like a world series game seven? uh, The game is down to the line. It's three, three. And and, and the the game's decided by one pitch. It's called a a strike when it's a ball. Like at what point, what is the reaching point? What is the breaking point to this? So it's just a thought of mine. And obviously right now it's just a regular season, but these are things that we do need to consider. Uh, how many teams make it from each of it? Uh, it is so right. I believe seven teams in total. They they keep changing this that I I just I'm losing track. So that's why I say. I I think that you have the Mets, the, the Dodgers will be the division winners. Um, I I honestly think right now the Brewers. I think they're they're still leading the NL Central as well. I think the Brewers will win the NL Central, and then I think that you'll have the Braves and the Giants. And then it's going to come down to the Phillies and the Padres. It's tough. It's going to be tough, man. It is going to be tough. But I really do think that that is what it's going to be this season. Um, can I get a bracket? Is that possible? So I can show you guys. I think that'd be the easiest way to do it. 2022 Major League Baseball. Let's get it. Let me guess, you're not going to show me a stinking bracket, are you? No. No, but it's going to be seven teams on each side. Always the American League is always the more entertaining as well. Ain't it? Ain't it? Only only ma- uh, managers fired this year. Joe Girardi and Joe Madden. That's like, ain't that crazy? Two managers that were top managers in the early 2010s fired early 2020s game changes um the game can't be in the hands of umps because they try to find a way to mess it up it's a narrative it's an agenda um austin and that's what i truly feel like what it is that's why i say i would i wouldn't mind going through the uh robot umps man uh producer clark what's happening brother how you feeling man uh thoughts on camargo coming back love it i love johan camargo brings a big love into the lineup and he was he 
was actually hitting before he got hurt. Problem is, he's come back and he's really been slow. I don't think he's had a hit since coming back from the IL, and that's been the concern with Johan Camargo. But I, I, I do believe after a couple of bats, a couple games there, he'll find he'll find a way to to get back into the groove of things. Uh, but he's big. He's big rotational piece. Uh, he's a great off the bench for us as well. And like I said, that glove is pretty big when we do kind of lack a glove sometimes. But the you know the interior of the infield has been really great. I mean, Bryson Stott, Didi Gregorius uh, have been fantastic uh, throughout these past couple of games. And even Johan Camargo, we obviously know as well. Johan's been a great utility guy, putting him everywhere. Hey, Beth, what's going on? How you feeling, girl? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I can't complain. I hope you're having a great day as well. Let's go, Phils. Beth, we're about to talk about the union in a little bit as well, man. Uh, yeah, me and my family are huge baseball fans, and they want robot umps. At, at, dude, it's, that's crazy, too. But, I mean, I just want a good product at the end of the day. I just want a good product. And it's something against the umps. I, I know that they probably will lose their job. Um, or at least some of them will lose their job. But I, I just we need good baseball. This cannot continue happening. Because, again, like I said, in a big game situation, that could be the determining factor. In um, real quick, I wanted to discuss the Mark Appel news this morning. It was announced that Mark Appel got called up because Connor Brogdon got placed on the 10-day COVID-related IL. So that opens up an opportunity for Mark Appel to come up here. This is the move that everyone's been begging for. Yeah, where's Mark Appel? Call up Mark. Here you go. Mark's going to get his opportunity. And, guys, this is a great story. Former number one overall pick. Could not get it. Could not even make it to the majors with the Houston Astros for five years. From 2013 to 2018, could not do it. Took a year, just had the rehab. He, he had shoulder issues, you know, in his at late in his tenure with the Houston Astros, and just found like a love and appreciation for life. I just love this story, and he's found that love for baseball again. It's why he's going through the grind again, going through the same measures that he did before. He's been grinding it in the in the minors here with the Phillies, going through through Reading last year with Lehigh Valley. And today, we'll see if he gets out there today. I don't, I don't, I do not know if we'll go out there today. It, it, there is a possibility, but obviously, you need another arm. And I, I was curious as well why he wasn't coming up. I mean, I kept seeing all these pitchers getting called up. You saw Michael Kelly get called up um, for James Norwood, who obviously now James Norwood is no longer with the organization. But this is going to be an opportunity for Mark Appel to make make through it. And I don't want to throw more pressure on him because obviously he's dealt with pressure being the former number one overall pick and could not get into the majors. But I, I love it. I, I think just the story is fantastic, and I think he absolutely deserves this opportunity. And we'll see if he can contribute for this team this upcoming weekend because, you know, if you know Phillies baseball, you know that the bullpen not always so great, right? <laughs> but we'll, we will see. And, of course, today is Eflin Day, so you never know what to do Zach um, especially on the road. He doesn't typically do so well on the road, so. It could be a game where you have five innings of bullpen pitching. So we'll see if Mark Appel can get an opportunity. Hey, that's where you st where you work now, girl. That's awesome. It's always tough. I actually myself, I, I just started a job, uh, what, like about a month or five weeks ago. Um, so you just get getting into the groove of things. Always, it's always difficult. You always there's always like a lot of knowledge you need to learn. So I completely sympathize with you. Um, Derek set one seventy seven. Um, sorry. Uh, we need a third starter. That's good, but Gibson, Eflin, and Suarez won't cut it. I mean, we talked about this before. I, I I do agree with you, and I I feel like this team is just lacking lefties. I, we talked about it yesterday. Ranger Suarez, 
although I do love him, we need him to be able to go past six innings at this point. Or, I'm sorry, past five innings at this point. And you just don't know on those starts if he's going to be able to do that. I, I, I've talked about it before. I think if it's conducive for this team to find that a strong lefty to start and move Ranger Suarez back to the bullpen, being that sixth starter that a lot of good teams have. I mean, think about it. If you need a pinch star situation, you're calling on Bailey freaking Falter. No disrespect Bailey Falter, but you've seen what he can do. I think that this team would conduce in one of those one piece like that, a really strong lefty, like a Blake Snell. Obviously, Blake's not going to come here, but that's like an example. I, I, don't, I don't completely disagree with you. I, I, you know, I think I think they would be conducive trying to get that. Like I said, Aaron Noll is a good two. I think he'd be a great three, and if you can find a two, that'd be better. But if not, go go find a, a two a or a two B. Go find a two B to put a, as your as your third guy. Absolutely. All right, so to, obviously tonight it's going to be another late one. We're going to have to wait essentially 12 hours for Phillies baseball to come back. A 10-10 first pitch. I think tomorrow it's a little bit earlier, which is 4 o'clock, right before the Union game. So um, it, it's it's going to be a long way here today, today, guys. So make sure you guys stay safe. If you guys are going to go out and hit in the booze, make sure you guys stay hydrated because you got yourself a long freaking day. It's a beautiful one as well. Go outside, get that sun. Uh, stay tuned for a union match preview as well. We're about to get to that as well. Uh, we'll watch the game. I'm actually going to work tonight. I, I like to do a little side game. I like to make a little extra extra money as well. So in, in midst of making content, working a full-time job, working a part-time job, just trying to find ways to stay sane, man. But I'll definitely be watching it. And we'll have... We'll have that um, game pre our game recap tomorrow morning as well. We'll keep doing with the West Coast trips right now, and with like I mentioned with Beth, just start a new job. Can I have no way of doing it right after the game? So I'll be doing them early in the mornings for you guys. We'll we'll, we'll be talking about them. We'll definitely be talking about them. We'll also be talking about the Union as well, guys. It's gonna do it for today's Phillies game recap. Get Phillies fall again, or well, yeah, I guess fall again. This is now three of four uh, to the San Diego Padres. One to nothing. I'll be back at it again today on Ethelin Day. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for watching. If you guys enjoyed the content, do me the solid by hitting that like button. And of course, if you guys want to be a part of the family, all you got to do is subscribe to the channel. Uh, make sure if you guys are more podcasters, find us wherever you stream podcasts. On or you find us under Philly Sports. Big thank you to our sponsor here today. Lots for watches. Make sure you guys check them out and make sure you guys are using promo code Parcero Philly for 10% off of your purchase of a lot of terrain watch. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be back in a little bit, but until then, I love you guys. Let's go, Phils.